Hey, Boker Tov. <coughs> Boker Tov, gentlemen. Hello to everybody. Today's daf is daf Chof Hei in Tan. It's daf Chof Hei. We learned for a fortune for Yosef Ezreal Ben Chaim Michal and for Elias Neshama for my great-grandmother's yard site. today, Chanabas Sfi Yehuda and for Menachem Mendel Ben... Ben Pinchas HaKohen for, for Elias Neshama, yard site today. Okay, <clears throat> so um, we left off, uh, we had just, uh, we left off the last line on Chafdal on the base. We were talking about Rebchanina Ben Dosa and um, his poverty. Um, he said that Basko went out and said Rebchanina Beni was, uh, uh, the whole world is sustained because of Rebchanina, my son, and he is very poor. It's enough for him just carobs from one week to another. He has no, no bread in the house. So the Gemara there says at the bottom, Every Friday afternoon, in honor of Shabbos, she would warm up the oven. She would heat up the oven. She put some twigs in there that would cause smoke to come up to make people think at the top of Chavhei. Because she was embarrassed. Everybody else is cooking for Shabbos and baking. She has nothing to bake. She had no bread. She had nothing to make. But she lit up the oven so that people should think that uh, you know, she's got something there. There's always some evil neighbor who knew the story. I know they have nothing in the house. What is she? What is? Why is there smoke coming out of their uh, of their oven? Uh, what's going on over there? I know that they have no food. Uh, Michael, yeah, what's going on? So she wanted to embarrass her. So this uh, evil neighbor uh, knocked on the door. Rav Chinnim wife knew she was going to be embarrassed. Ayla and Druna, she went into an inner room. She went into an inner chamber just because she was out of embarrassment. She didn't want to face the, the woman. Isabella and Isa, a miracle happened. The um, the oven was full of bread. Miraculously, it appeared that the oven was full of bread. The Agna Malalisha and the and the um, the kneading trough was full of dough. Now, and now this evil neighbor saw this. She says, Plansa, Planisa, you know, she says, Mrs., Mrs., Aisimasa, quickly bring a baking shovel, in other words, to remove the bread from the oven. Because your bread is being singed, it's going to burn. Quickly take it out. She saw this happening. Amrullah, and so Rav Khalim Dos' wife answered, Afani that's why I went into the room. I was looking for the shovel. I went in, right? That's what she said. So it sounds like she just said that. You know, to save face. Yeah, I was going to get the shovel. Uh, like there's bread. Tana api lahavi marda So she even went in. Truth is, she went in for that. Because she was accustomed to having miracles. And that was a strange story. It's an amazing thing. They were, they were dirt poor, what we call dirt poor. They had nothing. And yet she knew that uh, to save embarrassment, miracles would happen for her. Yet we saw yesterday and the day before that you're not supposed to have enough from the miracles. So it's apparently didn't, didn't say that they ate the bread. Didn't say that there was really bread, but it appeared that there was bread, at least, at least that much. Well, you're not even supposed to depend on miracles. Right, not depend on miracles, but she knew that miracles could happen. She knew that, that her husband was a Balmo face, miracles could happen, so she, uh, she didn't depend on it, but she, she knew that, that it might happen. She didn't depend on it to eat, but uh, to save embarrassment, you know, she, that, could have been, that could have been the reason why she went in. She said, yeah, I was going to get that. She had a feeling that might happen. Didn't say she was sure, but you know, she might ha- it might happen. I'm like, it could be that you could that a miracle that saves you from starving is fine. Yeah. 
Right, they had nothing to eat. Right, they had nothing to eat, but here it didn't but say it, it didn't say that they did, no, it didn't say that they that they were um, didn't say that they ate the bread or that they had enough right. for the bread or that they needed to eat the bread just to save from the embarrassment. That's that's the purpose of the nest was to save from the embarrassment of showing that they had not, no food in the miracles produced the food, what happened to what happened to the food? So we said maybe it goes out afterwards, so or it goes to the to the people. public, or whatever, to no, poor people who need it. She but was a poor but she, yeah, yeah, okay. But she, but still, he had told them not to have enough from from the miracles, as we'll see. Amelie Davis's wife, you saw that yesterday. We'll see it again now. Amelie Davis's wife said, "I name is not start really high. How long are we going to go on suffering like this? This is you know we're we're, we're so poor. Amelie, my never. What should we do?" So she said, "Boy Rachme, pray. Then this for me to give something. Boy Rachme, so he prayed. You also come in peace us yad." Like a hand came out, so to speak, from heaven, lower heaven, and gave them one leg of a golden table. Uh, like a hand came down from heaven and gave them one hand of a, go- of a golden table. Chazoi Rashi learns that she saw in a dream, that Tzadikim in the future would eat on a golden table, this lay that is three, a three legged table. The He will eat on a on a, a table that had only two legs. In other words, it couldn't stand. As if to say that you want the share in the next world, the good share, or do you want one of the legs right now? In other words, you if I give you the share now, you'll have less in the next world, which is the the general idea of tzaddikim, right? That they have less in this world, more in the next world. So so Amr Law, he said to her, Nechalach. That, that was your dream. Would you like the Would you like it that in the next world everybody should eat on a complete table? We're eating on a table that's missing a leg, that's 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 uh, shy of a of a complete. But as if to say, do you want your share in this world rather than the next world? So what should we do? By Rachman Shaklimnos to find that that's the if that's the best thing you can do. In other words, if if we should have our heart on the next world instead of this world. So uh, what should we do now? So he says. So she said, pray that they should take it. That the that the uh, leg should be go back to heaven, so to speak, should be removed. Boy, Rachme prayed v'shaklu, and they took it away. The latter nest that the leg was taken away was greater than the first one. The Gemir, we have a tradition to me that things are given. God doesn't usually take back a gift that He gave. So that was even a greater miracle. In other words. He said it's better to live in poverty, so we'll have more in the next world. Isn't there a very fine line between a nest and davening for a refua or for anything? What, what, how do you, yeah. What's the distinction between a nest? Well, well but, but he my, prayed. My prayers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said that the the prayer the, the this was a this was a nest. He wasn't necessarily praying for a nest. He was just praying for food. Praying that no, they I should have But in general, yeah. we're talking about you can't right, right. abuse a No, no, we're not saying. No, no, no. Here, here we're, not, we're, not dis- we're not discussing that. that she, she said, what, what was the leg really? What were they going to do with the leg anyway? They weren't going to be able to eat the leg. Right. Maybe it was a golden leg. Maybe they'll sell it. They'll do something with it. You know, have enough from it. Right. But he didn't want to have enough from it. Number one, because it would take away his in the next world. But there's no question. Of course, you can pray for regular things, so why pray is for it sustenance. Your prayers are answered. It's not a nest if your prayers are answered why? necessarily. Why? why is it or why isn't it? You pray for something that is not the norm. Someone's, right. God forbid, really sick. Right. And they get you a dove and you say, kill them, so you and hope, they get better. You can hope why for a mirror. Is that a nest? It could be it is a nest. 
could be it isn't necessary. So you could pray. But, so you could pray for a miracle. No, you could pray for a miracle. What he's saying is, uh, you could pray for a miracle if God granted them a miracle. God granted a miracle and saved the guy. No, you're not. He's saying you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, why shouldn't? He's saying physical things that you're given here, right? right? Better let somebody else use it. Don't you take enough from it because it'll take it'll detract in the next world. But I, it could I, very well be. I'm praying for yeah. Parnosa, yeah, yeah. And I, oh, I, I win the lottery. I right, right. Because it, 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 it might, it might take away. It might take away in the next world. You're right. Maybe. I mean, that, so they were on, they were on that much. Distinction between you know um, uh, natural miracles. Right. You see, you see, Right, right. And it could be. That are supernatural. Right, right. It could be. Right. This, this is. Uh, this is. This is. Your barn is full. Right. Of, this is supernatural. Like right. It was right. an amazing recovery from someone who's about to die. Right. That's still, it. if it happens naturally, right. it could be. Naturally. And it it's could natural. be. It could be. We don't know. Just the doctor. <laughs> right. It could be. I that could be a different thing. Right. It's hard to know. It's hard to know those things. We don't. We don't really know. Right. It could be. It could be. It could be that there is such a difference. Right. That could be. Or it could very well be that you don't. That you don't define that as a miracle. You could define it like you say. It's a, It's like natural ways. Here, like the miracles we're talking about, a golden right. leg came out right. of nowhere, or the thing was full. That was. A, that was a real. That was a, a a clear a clear miracle. Maybe that. Maybe Michael's right. That's the. That could be the. Stop difference. Me Rabashi, I was right. talking about it yesterday. I was listening to it. Later. The what? Rabashi said the eighth day of Pesach. Yeah. Eighth day of Hanukkah. Sorry. Yeah. Is uh, is a. A natural miracle. Well, the question is always: the miracle is only seven days. Right, 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 right. right. Day. Yeah. So he says the eighth day was the greatest miracle because it's a natural, a natural miracle. miracle. You have to recognize that. Right, so maybe that's the difference. Right, maybe that's the difference. Okay. So, um, so that's what they say. Chad Beishamsha one Friday night, Chazi Lebar said to He saw that his daughter was very upset. Omer la biti or amayatzivus. Why are you so upset? Omer le kli shel chometz nischalflu bikli shel shemen. I mixed up. A, uh, a jar of vinegar with a jar of oil, and I lit the uh, candles for Shabbos with a uh, jar with vinegar instead of with oil, which wouldn't burn. What do you care? The God who told that oil should burn, he will also say that vinegar can burn, and the vinegar burn. Here's another miracle, right? So is that a natural miracle or not? You know, go go figure it out. Also, they were malumed benisim, and as he was, he expected miracles to happen. Yet he lived in poverty. It lit the whole day. Until they brought from that orlavdala, and Rashi says over here that uh, that they took from the vinegar, and they at Abdullah time, right? At Abdullah time, they took away the. Um, they took from that, that they, they, they uh, extinguished that uh, flame that had been lit from there. And the Sam comes around and she says, I should not be married or love Dalla Rashi says, In other words, he didn't want to have any more Hanoah than necessary. He didn't want to light the Havdalah from there, but he took the light from there. He extinguished that. In other words, again, he didn't want to have any anna, like he says, like the story with the sand that turned into flour. He didn't want to have anna that he, if, if, if there is a way to avoid having anna from a miracle, do it. Not to say that nobody had anna from it, but he says it's better to, to not have anna from a miracle than from natural things because it shouldn't take away your schuyot, uh, loss of level. Um, 
And that's what happened on Shibi Meravdal. Rabchanina Medosa Havid Lehanachize. He had some goats. Umar was going to ask me, when if he was so poor, how did he have goats, right? But he said some goats. Umarlay, Umarlay, they told him, Kamifsadan, uh, your goats are uh, causing us harm. Kamifsadan, the girsa is, Umarlay, Kamifsadan, Izach, your goats are bothering us. Oh, no, they're, they're, they're eating our, uh, our grass, whatever. They were doing some damage. Umar, Ikamifsadan, if they are really causing damage, Nechlan, Udobri, let let uh, bears and Rashi says bears and wolves, whatever. Let them let them be consumed. Let them be devoured by wild animals. Vilo, if not, if it's not true, then kol Every goat tasty lorta should come home in the evening. In other words, come into the barn. Duba bekana should bring a bear, a be- like a bear's carcass or a bear's head on its horns. So let's let a miracle happen and let them come. If it's true, they should be killed. If it's not true, let them bring in a uh, a bear. So here again. Here a miracle happened to show what happened. Lord in the evening, Everyone brought every goat had a had a had a bear on its head. Meaning as if to say that the bear attacked them and they miraculously defeated the bear, because logic would say that the bear would, would consume the uh, the goat. So here again it's a Maisa Nisim. He was Malumad Benisim. He just knew that he could rely on Nisim. He was a special case. We can't, but he could. He relied on Nisim. Um So now uh, maybe let's say it wouldn't have happened either way, so he wouldn't have known. But he said, if it's if it's not true, then let it, let it happen the other way. So he had a neighbor in the in the neighbor in the neighborhood, a woman, the Kabanya Bisa, that she was building a house for Lamotik Shire, and the beams did not reach across the wall. She miscalculated, and she wasn't able to put up the roof. Also, the Kame came before him, Amrlay, and she said, Banisi Bisa, I built my house for Lamotik Shire, but the beams don't reach across; they're too short. What am I going to do? She you obviously said, had no option. You have a setter called the Kavlan. Amrlav, Mashmech, what's your name? Amrlay, Echo. Her name is Echo. Amr, Echo Nimtuk Sharayach. How will your uh, beams reach across? In other words, let them reach across. Tani, Giyu, Achiyatsu, Amalekan, Amalekan. Miraculously, the beams extended so they went beyond the walls even, so they, the, the roof could be put up. The branches miraculously were attached to them and, and they were extended this way. Tanya Plimi, Omer Plimi said, I saw that house, and the beams went out and Amma beyond the walls, and Amma in each direction. But Omer Lee, they told me, that's the house of Chinim Medosa, who was a miracle worker, was able to accomplish with this tefillah. So again, you say, we don't rely on miracles. Rebchanina Mendoza and his wife were Malumid Benisim. They knew that Nisim could happen to them, even though they lived in great poverty. Rebchanina Mendoza, Mechan Avelisim, how did he have goats? We just said he was dirt poor. He had nothing. He didn't even have a piece of bread. How did he have goats? Notice he performed miracles, basically, to help other people. But he didn't really want to have an off from it himself. He was so poor. You're not supposed to raise goats in Eretz Yisrael because they go and graze in other people's fields. Here's what happened. What happened was once a, a traveler passed his house, he left some chickens there. And he left them there. Like he forgot them or maybe he even planned to leave them there, but he left them there. And Rukhini Dosa's wife found him. And he said, Don't eat the eggs. The ed- it uh, belongs to the owner, right? Uh, don't eat the eggs. They're not ours. And meanwhile, these chickens laid eggs, and they uh, had other chicks, whatever. And they were uh, 
they were a big trouble. You know, they were troubling the, the taking care of the chickens. They were making noise and making dirt and bothering them. So Machum, they sold the chickens. That's what you're supposed to do. The chickens, if you, if you can't take care of them, for kind of the main reason, they bought goats, but the goats belonged to the person who lost the chickens. Pa Machas, one time. Over also Adam, the person passed by, the person who lost the chickens, who lost them at Rabchanim Bedos' house in his yard, passed by. He said to somebody else, I think I left the Tanagol in here by mistake and I forgot them. Tanagol Shli. Shem Rabchanim, Rabchanim heard him say, Then Amalo, Yeshachavan Simen. You know, finders, you have to, if you, what's the rules of, uh, if you find a lost item, you have to ask the, the, the person, the prospective uh, owner, do you have a simon? Do you have a sign that belongs to him? Amalo, hey, and I give a sign. Nussles, he gave a sign. He gave a good simon. But Nussles, he took the goats. The hey, hey, and those are the goats. Easy to ice it, become the ice it, become. Those are the same goats. That brought uh, that brought the bears on their on, on their heads, but they really didn't belong to Rabbi Medosa. He just took care of them. He, they were they were goats that he performed a mitzvah with. So you might say you're still not supposed to have goats in Eretz Israel, right? But I guess he can't have the chickens either if they're causing damage. So he did the best that he could. Yeah, Rabbi Lezer ben Pedas. Yeah, so, um, so, yeah, so he said, right, so we're talking here for, for only what was necessary, but, uh, but, but to stambi megadal them because they caused, they, they, they caused losses to other people. Rav Lazar ben Padas, the chikalemos, was very poor. Rav Lazar ben Padas, that's the stamma mora. When you have an amora in the Gemara, Rav Lazar, Rav Lazar, not Rav Eliezer, Rav Lazar, that's Rav Lazar ben Padas. There's a Tana, Stam Tana is Rabbalazar ben Shamua, and there's also Rabbalazar ben Arach, a Lazar as opposed to Eliezer. A Lazar, so a Lazar of Tanas was an Amor, is very poor. The Chikle Milsatuv is very poor. Abed Milsa, one day he did, Hakazas Dam, he did some bloodletting, which was considered uh, a, a very common therapy in those days. We have that throughout Shas. So Abed Milsa, Bilavale made him Midalimetim, he had nothing to taste. And after you do it, like when you give blood, you're supposed to drink some, uh, they give you some petal or some sweet drink. You know, to rejuvenate you. So here, he didn't have anything to eat. Shuckle brought it to me. He took uh, like the stem of a garlic. Uh, Rashi calls it bra here. Doesn't mean the outside. Rashi says that it means like the son of, like the stalk or the stem of a garlic. Veshadu put in his mouth. gave made him faint. Venim he fell asleep. The rabbis came in to uh, check on him to give to wish him before They saw him while he was sleeping. He was crying and laughing. And a ray of light came out of his forehead. When he woke up, why were you crying and laughing, so to speak, in your dreams? I sat with, the, with Hashem. And I said to him, How much am I going to have tzar in this world? I'm so poor, nothing deep. Should I, should I turn the world over again? Start all over again? You know, if I if I start the world over again, uh, maybe you'll be born in a time when there is when there is food. Amri Amri So I said to Hashem, Kuli You're gonna turn the whole world over again, start all over again, and and then Efsher, Possibly I'll live in a time with abundance of food. Not even for sure. You know, do that. Amri And then I said to him, you know, that doesn't sound like such a good deal. Have I lived most of my life, or is most of my life still ahead of me? You've lived most of your life. If it's only if I've lived most of my life already, I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the um, uh, you know the the eve of my of my demise. I mean, as I'm closer to death than I am to when I was born, I'm not going to bother with it anymore. So I'll 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 suffer through. 
Baha'i Agar, with this reward, that you don't want me to turn the world over for you. In the next world, I'm going to give you the mashka. I'm going to give you 13 rivers of of mashka parasman of balsam oil, dachin pure, kaprasvidiglas, as as great as as much there as the as the river um, as the um, you know as the Euphrates and the Tigris rivers, the ma'agmu that you can enjoy. I'm going to give you a great schanes in the next world. So I said to Hashem, Hi v'sulo. That's it. I'm only going to get these rivers of oil. What am I going to give to your friends? Have I given you everything? Am I asking for something from somebody who doesn't have anything? You have everything. Or some say, I want from somebody, I'm not taking, I don't want anybody else's share. If somebody who has no share, who's lost their share in the next world, I'll take their share. Can you give me any more? The, the dialogue sort of ends there. But I mean, in terms of, it's all in a dream. And, and, and so therefore, what happened was when he said that, you know, your, most of your life is gone already, then he was crying. When he said he's going to get this big share in the next world, then he was laughing. And then, Machin Askutla Apusoi, then Hashem sort of snapped his fingers on my forehead. Barmalini said, Bri, Giri I've said, I've, I've uh, shot some arrows at you. Another say, you're a good boy. You know, like you're good. Uh, uh, who, he, uh, he said, um, like, like endearment. He was just showing him some endearment, and that was, the, that was what happened in his dream. But the point was, he stayed poor. That's the point. The Chirina Bedosa stayed poor, that was part of their schar, to have less in this but world than more in the next world. But he was happy. But he was, uh, How do you know he was happy? I don't know, he, he said, oh, I mean, he, did, he, did, he did ask God for, he did ask God for, you know, could he help him out? Right, right, exactly. And Rabbi Chanina Bandas also, Rabbi Chanina Bandas also asked God, you know, his wife was begging him and he asked, and then when he saw that, you know, they got something, but that was going to diminish their schar in the next world, they said, you know what, keep it. Rabbi back to our issues with, uh, when they saw droughts, Rabbi Chanina Bandas, he, uh, he decreed that a fast because of the rain, lack of rain. And rain didn't come. Amrulay, they said to him, Shubin Levi goes to Nesavasim. When Shubin Levi decrees a fast, rain does come. Amrulu, Ha'an, Ha'balavai, what do you want? I'm, I'm, I'm me, he is he, he's greater than me. Amrulay, tell him, Denesiv and Achavendaitan, tell him to come here and we'll concentrate together. Maybe we can, we can encourage the congregation to break their hearts, and then Dasmet rain will come. Bone Rachmi, so they prayed, the Lawasamit, rain didn't come. Amr Lahu, he said to them, maybe this is Rabbi Shubman Levi, Nechalahu Shiava Matabishvain, do you want the rain should come on our account? Amrulahain, Amr Rakia Rakia, heavens, heavens, Kasipanacha, cover your face, meaning let clouds form. Lohsi, it didn't happen. Amr it didn't they didn't the clouds did not form. Amr Kama Azan Pane Rakia, look how chutzpedek, look how brazen the face of the of the uh, of the heavens are, it doesn't want to call rain. When he said that, Ichsi Anani, the, the rains, the, the, uh, the, um, the clouds did, the cloud cover form, right? Ichsi Be'eva, they were, and then rain came. And other he said, it's a chutzpah, all these people want the rain, and you're not coming. He spoke that way. Levi goes to Tanasavalosimet, Levi also decreed a fast rain didn't come. I'm going to find a Alisa, you shop tomorrow, you're upstairs, you have no rachmanas on us, Asr Mitra, Rain came, the itla, but he, he he dislocated, let's say, his thigh. He became lame. Why? Because he spoke that way. He says, "Look, you're up there. You don't care about us." 
shouldn't complain that in that form. A person can pray, but to complain and say, you're up there, you don't care about us. This person complained that was and he was lame. Umanu who's at Levi. That was that why he became lame? Another, we had a story elsewhere. Levi demonstrated uh, how to do kida. Kida is a kind of bowing down where you, you uh, put your thumbs into the ground and you bend over and you're able to kiss the ground just holding up yourself up with your thumbs. It puts a tremendous strain on the body. And that's why he became lame. And then he became lame. That in a time of sakana, in other words, when you're a time, time when you're susceptible, you're weak, or you're in a, in a situation where you could get damaged, then you're punished with what, you know, with what your punishment is. The punishment doesn't happen when things are good. The punishment happens when you're in a, in a bad state. In other words, if you're, you know, if you're driving 180 miles an hour, then uh, if, you're, if you're deservant of some punishment, it might happen then because you put yourself at risk. He put himself at risk by demonstrating this, and then his punishment came. He heard clouds talking to one another. They said to one another, let's bring water, and let's, let's drop our water across the Jordan River, on the other side, in Jordan, right? In Amun Moab. When you gave Torah to us, first, you know, you... you um, uh, you, you offered it to all the other nations, right? You, uh, you tried to give it to them. You went to all of them, but they didn't accept it. Now you're giving them rain before us. You should pour the rain here. So they put the rain, the rain came down right where he was in Eretz Yisrael. Another thing that he said, because we just, this is not mentioned because of the rain, but simply because of Russia that he said, we just mentioned who had uh, heard these miraculously, heard the clouds talking, you know, the clouds can talk to one another. Uh, the tzaddik will, will blossom like a palm tree, like a date palm tree, and he will flourish like a cedar in Lebanon. Why is, why is the tzaddik compared to both a palm tree and to a cedar tree? Why did it say both? Uh, if we only say a date, a palm tree, we wouldn't say eras, a isiomar, we'd say matamar. Just like a tamar tree, uh, if, you, if you cut it down, it doesn't grow again, it doesn't regenerate itself. And Rashi says that means maybe he won't stand up to Tchias Hard to understand why you might think that, right? You might think if he's compared just to this, he says, well, he doesn't regenerate himself. Some say it means they're having children, uh, whatever, but, but the Rashi learns here that it, he, won't, he won't stand Tchias Mason. So he says, eras to show you that it does re- an, a cedar tree does regenerate itself. We'll ask about that in a minute. Does a cedar tree really regenerate itself? If we would say he's like an eras and not like a tamar, hey, so my eras ain't osoperus, just like eras has no fruits. And Rashi means he'll have no schar laws. So the peris of here could mean children. It could mean also that he has no, he has no, he has no schar, ain't osoperus. In other words, maybe he won't have, so the question is, what's the point of being a tzaddik? If he's a tzaddik, he has nothing, you might think that, so he says no, it tells you both of them. Let's say that he both regenerates himself, he'll have a share in Olam and he'll also have schar. Does a cedar really regenerate itself? If you buy a tree from somebody, lakuts, and as you buy a tree in order to cut it down, you want the wood. So you bought it for that purpose, and that was clear. But you shouldn't, you don't cut it down, round it down to the roots, because you want to give it a chance to regenerate itself. And then you cut it off. 
an older sycamore tree who's already, who's already been cut down once, shnei tvachim, you give that two tvachim to allow it to regrow. The psalm says, shake him in a virgin sycamore, shloshet tvachim. If it's reeds or vines, you cut off from the first knot, like the first juncture in it and above, so that it can regenerate itself. Which cannot regenerate themselves. You can dig down to the bottom because it doesn't regenerate itself. So you see that an eris doesn't regenerate itself just like that just like the palm tree doesn't uh, regenerate itself. So, we're talking about other arasim. We had this Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, the Amar Ravuna, Asarmi and Arasim. There's actually 10 kinds of arasim. Shinemar, Etin, Bamidbar, we'll put in the Midbar eras, that's the cedar, Shita, the acacia, Vadas, Myrtles. Those are all kinds of arasim. The Postal there mentions seven, and the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, Rashi points out, adds on, Alonim, like oaks, Almonim, among other kinds of trees also. There are all kinds of cedars. So, there are kinds of cedars that do regenerate themselves. Tanar Abadim, Maisa Rebbe Lezer is a story with Rebbe Lezer. Rebbe Lezer, Stam Rebbe Lezer is Rebbe Lezer ben Hirkana, Shegazer, Shalosh Esranus. He decreed the 13 fasts, like we discussed in the previous parak, right? The first three uh, on, on uh, Kislev, let's say the first Chodesh Kislev from the rain had happened, then three more, and then seven more. And the last 10 involved also fasting, uh, fasting 24 hours, etc. And then you did Philos in the last seven. So he did this, uh, this uh, uh, the, he, he uh, decreed these 13 fasts, and rain did not come down, and he had no rain. Bachrona, at the end, is chilo So they, they, they did all 13 fasts, and then, you know, they finished the fast, they said the tefillahs, and they went home to eat. Are you done? Have you, have you arranged burials? Have you dug your own graves? In other words, you're not done. You haven't been answered yet. Uh, so go, Kolam When he said those words, that if you you know get ready, get ready to die. You're gonna, you know, we're, we're all starving over here, and you're ready to go home. So go, Kolam They all what broke out crying. What are they supposed to do? What are they supposed to do? They're supposed to write. So because they have to, because they have to break their hearts. Right. But they had to break their hearts. It wasn't enough just to go through the motions of fasting and davening. You had to break your hearts. Like we said, when they break their hearts. They started crying, then the Arduk Shaman, then rain came down when they broke their hearts. Shuv Maisa Rebbelezer, when they really take it to heart. Shuv Maisa Rebbelezer, another story of Lezer, Shiar Lifnei Teva. He davened for the Yomit, Vamar Esam Rabba Brachas. He said the 24 Brachas that you do on the last seven uh, fasts. Velonena, he wasn't answered. Yarud Rabbi Kiva, Ach Rabbi Kiva came down afterwards. But he went down to daven. The Omer, Avinu Malkeinu, Eilonu Melech Ela Ata, Avinu Malkeinu Lemancha Rachem Malenu, for your sake. Uh, have mercy on us. And rain came down. So, the rabbis were like saying, Look at this. Rabbi Kiva is greater than Rabbi Lezer. They were both great Tanam. They were both colleagues. And they, uh, they were Bonin. Uh, as if to say that, Look, Rabbi Kiva is greater than Rabbi Lezer. Yatsa Baskal Ba'am. Rabbi Baskal went and said, Not that one is greater than the other. Rabbi Kiva is forgiving. And, and, um, Rabbi Yisrael Salantra says over here, what do you mean? Uh, are you going to say that Rabbi Lezer was not Mavrel Midosef, was not a forgiving person? He says the truth is they were both forgiving persons. But Rabbi Lezer was associated with the school of Beishamai who were more kaptanim, they were more particular, and like the stories with Hillel and Shammai, you know, he says, you know, he threw them out there more makbid, and because he was associated with him, uh, and Rabbi Kiva was not, Rabbi Kiva was associated with Beis Hillel, so lifts uh, like an infimish or sedim, because he was Mavrel Midosef, so Hashem was Mavrel Midosef, and 
and answered Rabbi Kiva without answering Rabbi Lezer. The rain was answered on Rabbi bracha and Rabbi davening and not with Rabbi Lezer's. But they were both were great people. But like we had the Gemara and Yuma also said, whoever is forgiving and is not particular lets things slide for other people, Mochlin Kolpshav, his, his uh, sins are all forgiven. Till when, uh, in other words, when, when is considered rain? Now, we, we pray for rain, like we pray for rain. We've had a little bit of rain, right? It's supposed to rain tomorrow and Thursday. Right? It's supposed to rain. But um, how much rain has to happen before you could say, okay, that's enough. We, we don't have to fast anymore. So the Gemara says, Kamali Baruch and Reisha, it's got to seep into the ground like the blade of the plow. Of the, uh, plow. If it gets in that deep, if it gets in that deep, that's already it. If it's only a drizzle, it's not going to do anything. But if it goes in as deep as the plow blade, that's good enough. Uh, it depends on the kind of ground. Uh, if it's becharav, if it's dry ground, tefach. If it goes in a tefach, a fistful, that's considered good enough. That's considered that it's, uh, the, the, the ground has been irrigated now, no longer necessary to fast. But bainan is if it's mediocre, it's not quite dry, but it hasn't been plowed either. Fachum two tefachs. But avuda, if it's been processed, in other words, it's been plowed where the ground is loose, it'll go in three it'll three tefachim. It's got three tefachim because it's easier for that to, see, to seep in. If it's three tefachim deep and ground like that, then you no longer have to fast. Tan Rabbi Shemalazar Omer, tefach malo. Here we get into a little bit of uh, medrash because this is not, I don't see how this is, uh, how we see this physically. He says, if a tefach comes above, in other words, if the ground above, at the top of the ground, it's irrigated one tefach, she'ain to home the deep water, yotzel across the shloshet tefach, and comes up three tefach. In other words, even though, Rashi says, even though the ground is considered to be like a thousand amos deep, right? A th- right? It's a thousand amos deep, uh, so it's very, very deep, but the tehom rises up, the deep, the deep, the deep rises up uh, all the way up. Rashi says that, um, um, Rashi before, uh is on the right side here. Um the which is like a thousand amas deep, still the deep water raises up. Not like, like you know, you'd like you dig for water. People dig for water and they find water coming up. So he says if the, if it's a, if the water comes down a tefach from the top, three a three tefachim of water rise up uh, to greet it. I have a tiny tefachim in another place that two tefachs rise up. Lokasha kan bavura kan b'shein avura. Here it's reversed. That hadi tani tefachim sula rashi says even though one tefach came in the karka, that's if purtur rachas. And as if it's um, if it's already oiskarbet, uh, you know the ground the ground has been plowed up, so it's loose. Then, um, then it's only going to come if it if it only if it only came a tefach in ground like that. Then only two tefachs rise from the bottom to greet it. But if it's dry ground, if it's ground that's not that hasn't hasn't been worked, a b'sheina Buddha, So if a tefach is in that ground, that means it's gone in very hard hard. Then three tefachim rise up from below. So again, but you get this idea that if if the ground is watered from above, it also gets watered from below. Somehow it comes up to greet it. Um, so on, on Sukkot, there's Nisach HaMayim, as well as Nisach of Yayin, which takes place by all Karbanas throughout the year. So when they, when they pour the water libation on Sukkot, to home Omer the deep water says to its companion. Now, what is that companion? 
So we'll see what the companion is. Is it another companion below or above the waters that came from above, like in Bracious? So he says, Tom, Omer Lechavero, Ava Meimecha, let your waters gush forth, right? Meimecha, Kol Shneim Reim Anishamea, because I hear the voice of two friends, meaning the two friends, the 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 uh, Nisuch Hayayin and the Nisuch Hamayim, the water and the and the uh, wine. I hear them coming. So it's time for you to uh, make your water gush forth. Shenemar tom el tom. The pasuk says until him, the depth to the depth. Kore lekoltsinarecha calls out to the voice of the channels of the of the uh, water flowing down. In this case, the water flowing down, the libation of the water and the libation of the wine flowing down. So they come up. Pardon? Huh? What's the book I I think yeah, you better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You better, um, okay. That's Naftali, he's, uh, he's up north, so we have more people today on Zoom than we have here. <laughs> That's the, anyway, um, so it's a Paschus, Tom el Tom Korila called Sinarecha. Okay, so based on that, so he says that's, a, that's what happens, that the, the depths call that to the te- depths that there are time to go, bring that water from the bottom gushing forth. I saw Ridya. Ridya Rashi says is the Malach. Amamun al Shamam, the Malach that is in charge of Shamim, Kachmo, even though we had before that Hashem brings the water in Eretz Israel himself, but he's the one like who calls it out, right? He's the one who calls it out. Let me just uh, let me just um, you, you, mute, uh, mute everybody here. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, so uh, he's the one who calls it out, even though Hashem himself, if it's in Eretz Israel, brings down the water himself. In any case, that's the that he's the Malach. I've seen this Malach. Dummy leg looks like a calf. Upirsus and its lips were parted. And it's between the lower waters and the upper waters. Rashi says over here, this is like at the horizon, you know, where the where the uh, where the earth touches the, the heaven, so to speak. How do we, however, we understand that. It's between the two waters. Between the, it's between uh, this uh, calf-like. Uh, angel is between the lower waters and upper waters. The Tomei law to the upper waters, it says, let your waters sprinkle down. Let, us let it rain come. The Tomei to saw to the, to the waters below, let your waters gush up. The flowers were seen on the ground. Notice when the flowers seen on the ground, that means a sign that the water is coming both from above and from below. Rashi says, like the flowers that, that, that blossom once a year. And Rashi says, another pshad is, Lashon um, Acher, he says, Lashon Acher, Nero, Behizmir, Shekolator, Nishma. When you hear the voice of the calf calling out, that's when the, that's when the blossoms uh, come up, when the flowers show up. Now, the end of the Mishnah said, that um, if the, so we said, let's say they were in middle of davening, they were in middle of fasting, and it started to rain. So the Mishnah said, and back in your Testament Aleph, that was, uh, it said there that, so when do you stop? In other words, let's say rain came down while they were fasting. Okay, so they were answered, shall they continue fasting? So in the, in the Mishnah, we brought down two opinions. First, he said that, the, the, that's, we'll see this from Meir Shita, if it rained before Netzachama, then you don't bother fasting anymore. Reb Lezer says, no, even if it rained up until Chatzos Sayom, you stop fasting. And then he tells Amaisa that they had Gozer Thomas in Lud, in that city, and rain came down before Chatzos, 
And Rav Tarfan says, go out and eat and make a yontif out of it. And they ate and they drank and they said halal. That's how that Mishnah ends off. This Rashi over here on this page on the left side really is going on the Rashi before. So the Gemara now says we're at the first of the wide lines of the Gemara on Chafeim and Beis. Rain, they were fasting, and rain came down. came down before sunrise in the morning, but they shouldn't continue the fast because that means they were answered already. No reason. Once they started fasting already, and, and it was in the Atnetzacham, says once you start fasting, you should continue the fast. If, if it, if it uh, didn't rain till after Nets, you continue. As when Nets happened, you began your fast. That's when the fast started. You should continue. If the rain happened before Chatzos, like 11 o'clock in the morning, you don't need to continue fasting. But once Chatzos happened, and now you're more than halfway into the day with a fast, you should continue the fast. All the way up until nine hours a day. That nine hours, because the idea is that, that most people have eaten, we'll see even kings have eaten by the ninth hour in the day. So once it's already after nine hours in the day, that's like three o'clock in the afternoon, uh, if it didn't rain till then, you continue the fast. But if it rained at two o'clock in the afternoon, you can stop fasting. He normally only ate, that day he didn't eat at all when he had the, the incident with Elio and Avi, and, uh, and, uh, but it says he, he normally eats at, at, nine hour, at nine hours at three in the afternoon is when he finishes his meal. Uh, he normally didn't eat anyway after it. Have you seen that Achav has been humbled over here because he didn't eat in the morning nor in the afternoon? But normally a king eats by three o'clock, he's done. So uh, nobody eats it in the afternoon anyway. So he says if, if the fast, if the rain didn't happen until after three o'clock in the afternoon, you might as well continue because nobody eats then anyway. That's the other thing. Rabbi again, that's, Rabbi, that's Rebbe's grandson, Gus he decreed a fast. Yodolam Shem, rain finally came down. Lacher Netzachama, after Netzachama. Sovala Sheminis, he says, okay, well, listen, they started fasting already, so he thought they should complete the fast. Omale, Ravami, Rami said, Konum Chatzos Vachatzachos. And you know, we passed like Rabbi Yehuda, who said that the key is Chatzos. If rain happened before Chatzos, then you don't have to fast anymore. But if, you, if, if it was most of the day had gone by, it was after 12 noon on a six to six day, uh, and uh, it didn't rain till afternoon, you, can con- you should continue the fast. So over here, uh, after Neitzachama, if it, uh, the rain happened in the morning, let's say uh, seven o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning, there's no need to continue the fast. If, it, if the rain came before noon, you can stop fasting. Shmuel cut and Gosser can be said. Right? Yeah, right. The rain while you're fasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raining while you're fasting. We're talking about rain, not just a drop. It started raining, it started pouring, but the question is what time? Shmuel cut and Gosser Tanisa. He decreed a fast. The Yardel and rain came down. Before Nitzchama, So the people said, "Lo, wow, Lo, Look how great it is. Look, look, we didn't even start fasting yet. It's all not even Nitzchama. Hashem already gave us rain. We're supposed to fast, but Hashem asked us. Well, look how great we are. I'm a lamb. I'm sure the Chamash. I'll give you a Mashal. What's it comparable to? And Eved is looking for some reward, some gift from his master. Amalahem, and the master said, Tanula, give him Alesh Makola. I don't want to bother listening to him. In other words, it does, it's not a good sign necessarily that God gave, gave the rain before Netzachama in the morning, right? Not a good sign. Because it's like God saying, Ah, oh, I don't want to hear their tefillahs. I know they're about to fast. I don't want to bother with them. Don't, don't bother with them. Shiv another story, Shmuelka and Gazer decreed a fast. It happened after Shkia in the evening. They fasted the whole day, and, and after only after Shkia in the evening did the rain happen. Kispura Am, other people said, This is also good to praise for us. Why? Because 
God, we, we prayed all day, and God hearkened to our prayers. Amam Shmuel, Shmuel said, Lo, Lo Shvach Shal Siburu, Elam Shal Chamosh. I'll give you an example. Lamadav, what's this comparable to? Levishim Bakish Paras Marav, it's like a, a servant, a, a servant who wants a gift from his Rebbe, from his master. Va'omer Lahem, and the master said, Hamtinu Lad Shei Yismak Mekvitzar. Wait until he's, you know, downtrodden, until he's, uh, he's been humbled and he is distressed. Wait till he's, you know, let him cry out the whole day. I'm not going to give it to him. I will give it to him at the end. But at first I want him to suffer. Let him suffer all day. And then give it to him. When is it good for the tzibur? You're saying, if it's early in the morning, that's not good because the eye doesn't want to bother listening. And if it's late in the day, he wants you to suffer. So when is it considered shvach? Hechidami, Omar. says, I'll give an example. Omar, if he said, like we had yesterday, when a, when a shliach got up, a shliach tzibur got up, as soon as he said, Mashruch, the, the winds started howling. Omar, as soon as he said, while some rain came down, that's a sign that the people are, are worthy. So the end of the mission said, they were gozer tanis and lud, and rain happened when? Before chatzos. When did the rain happen there? Let's look back in the, in the Mishnah. Mishnah goes and says, before noon. And Rebbe said, go out and eat and drink and make a yontif. And they went out and they ate and drank and made a yontif. And then Rubo and Bain are by him. And in the evening time, the karo halal What's halal The hodul Hashem ki tov. Not, not halal that we say on Hanukkah, right? On the days of Hanukkah, the regular halal, all halal. But the one we say in Pesukah Zimmer, why? And what's the, that's called halal The other one's called halal Mitzrayim, right? The halal, it talks about Yitzhak Mitzrayim. That's called halal Why is it, why is it important to say halal on on uh, on Atanis when when they were when they were answered and they were rescued and relieved on Atanis because it says there no saying lechem lechol basar kilo lam chasto right so you know Hashem gives us sustenance so we're grateful Hashem gives us the rain and sustenance and that's why you say no saying lechem lechol basar that's why you say that hal so the Gemara says when name hal mikara why did it say he said go out and eat and drink all day and and make a nice yontif and then in the evening after mincha time they said hal agadol why not say hal first I'm Rabbi 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 on a person who's satiated, on a soul that's satiated, the Karas Malaya, and on a full stomach. And Rashi says, why? After we've eaten, and Hashem has given us food, oh, thank God, Ain't is that really the case? You only say how after you've eaten? Uh, Rapapa went to that shul in a place called Abigubar. That was either the name of a place or the name of a person. That was his name. But Gozatanis and he decreed a fast. We are on Sham Machasos, and rain there happened in the morning. Bomer Hal, first he said Hal, and then they ate and drank. They had the meal after they said Hal. So Shani B'nai Machuza in that place. And Machuza, the Shechichi Bo Shechras, because there they were afraid that if they would have their meal first, they would get drunk and they, would, they wouldn't be able to say Halagodal properly. So in that case, he was, he, he, he was Gozer. So you see that Zabi Gubber, by the way, is in a place in Machuza, and you see that there were Gozer Taneos also even in Bavel. Machuza was in Bavel, right? And we learned before that Bavel was really a irrigated place, but there were times apparently when they were they had droughts there as well. Hamlach Seder Tanus and Tanus Elu and tomorrow Mitzvah will begin the third, the the fourth and final parak of Tanus and make a Seder Mitzvah on Monday. Have a good day, everybody. Kol Tov.